Welcome back, everyone, to episode 24 of the Mind Up Business Podcast presented by Bennett Creative Media. I'm your host, Easton Bennett, and today we are sitting down with the one and only Christine Staley. Christine, good to have you on the show. Thanks for inviting me, Easton. I'm excited to have you here. As always, we're going to get right into the questions, dive into the topics at hand. So what do you do for people that don't know, they have no idea what Christine does uh, on a day-to-day basis? What do you do? Right now, currently, I'm trying to expand my brands. Okay. And that's an S. Yep. Not necessarily one. And um, I'm also morphing into a coaching business as well. Okay. And I also have something on the back burner where I'm trying to expand my brand, a mm-hmm. different one, a new one I'm creating based off of my original one. Okay. Nationally. Okay. So let's start. We'll get into all of that. Mm-hmm. Let's start from, you know, day one, Christine is going into business. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you decide to start? Uh, well, it didn't really decide to start. It kind of found me. Okay. I opened up the newspaper on a Sunday and found a business opportunity. And okay. I never looked at that before. However, prior to me moving to Minot, I lived in Miami. Yep. And that's where I'm from. Uh, I was writing a business plan for a restaurant, but it had nothing to do with the one that I ended up becoming. Okay. So I made a quick phone call and I said, I said to my husband, I said, uh, I'm going to go see this opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just like kind of fell in my lap. I usually look for jobs and this is during the height of the oil boom. 2013. Okay. Yep. So it wasn't something that like sounds really rational because I couldn't find childcare. Everything was expensive. I couldn't even get a job as weird as that sounds. Yep. I applied for a bunch of places, including the Minot Daily News. There you go. Never got a call back. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So I met with the owner of the business. He was retiring and uh, he told me, I want you to run it. I said, what? Like he already knew it was me. Like yep. I, I don't even know. So fast forward two months later, I'm opened. Okay. That's kind of how it happened. Really? Yeah. So the business at hand, Magic City Hoagies, correct? That's my business now. But the okay. previous business was a franchise sandwich shop called Blimpies. Okay. By the mall. Gotcha. Okay. Mall. So it was in that little strip mall to the right when mm-hmm. you're going towards Target. Correct. Okay. So I always wondered about that because I used to go to Blimpies when I was playing hockey yep. and I would go there like before games and stuff. And then did it switch from Blimpies in that location to Magic City Hoagies? Yes. Okay. So that gotcha. was the quick thing. So what happened is I basically had a quick... I don't know what you would call it, a quick lesson. He threw me in behind the line. I, he introduced me as a new mm-hmm. uh, owner. I mean, it, it was crazy, like what I had to go through and what I did and the two, like the blur, the two yeah. months were a blur. But the whole time that I was there, like learning and what he was doing, because I was not going to do everything exactly the same. And I told him that, yeah. but I want to understand what the process was that he did. Um, I was working on the back end behind the scenes with everything to get, brings up, bring things up to speed yeah. regarding, you know, vendors and all the business stuff you have to do, the logistics. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I know, I closed at a Blimpies on a Tuesday and opened up Magic Hoogies on a Wednesday. Really? Didn't even change the logo except the front, but no one even noticed it. I had someone walk in one day, that day, actually yeah. earlier that day, and said, he's just looking at his phone. He's like, oh yeah, can I get a Blimpies Best? And I'm like, oh, hi, welcome to Magic Hoogies. He looked up and he's like, what? Where am I at? He didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Like it was almost like this built-in 20-year customer base that okay. I'm to the, forever to this day grateful. Yeah. But there's challenges with that too. So do people, when- it went from Blimpies to Magic City Hoagies. Did people think, what the heck, where's Blimpies at? Or yeah. did they kind of stay because it's Magic no, City Hoagies? No, 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 no. They, they, like? they, it's, again, 20 years. It's kind of like a habit. Yep. You know, like 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 Pavlov's dog, when you give him something, it's the yep. same idea. People the same way. And mm-hmm. people are so preoccupied in their phone or with their business or they have to go back and they only have so much time. They're not thinking something's changed. Yeah. I didn't do a huge push. There's yeah. a silent opening. It's like, ooh, hey, but we're see, Magic City Hoagies. even the people now. for the past two months that I met, they're not listening to it you know, the other guy saying, oh, this is new owners. They're not paying attention. They just want their sandwich and go. Exactly. So this was really good for me to get my feet wet, listen, understand what was going on. And then at the same time, then I realized what I needed to 
launch my business as. Okay. I kind of got a little bit more background yeah. education on that. So how long um, have you been doing Magic City Hogas then? So this started when? Yep. October 1st is our eighth year in business. Eight years. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. And I've only been here nine. Oh, really? So yeah. then you dove right into it. So did you always know uh, that you were business minded? Were you always like, hey, I want to run a business one day? Or um, when did that click for you? That's I'm going to be a business owner. Yeah. You know, it never clicked. It really didn't. I just always loved food. I love people and I love entertaining. That's probably why in my past life I did you know a lot of theater, TV stuff. Yeah. And food has always been my passion, but I never wanted to go to chef school. That was never okay. my my desire. Yeah. I just like all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I never said I'm going to be a business owner. It yeah. just I just gravitated to it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the universe opened up the opportunity for me. So then you kind of just went that direction. So now that you have done it, you opened Magic City Hoagies. What were those first steps like when you started it? Was it kind of mm-hmm. you just thrown in the fire and you were chicken with your head cut off you know, or I inherited two of the previous employees. And so it was only three of us to start with and they had to relearn something different. Yep. And again, I had some feedback from the previous owner saying, you know, you might want to try this out first. I don't know if that's going to fly. And I'm like, look, I have to go all in. Yeah. If I don't show myself and throw all my cards in the table right now, I'm not going to ever make it yeah. because I had to know that I needed to trust what I was doing and every decision I want to feel good about. Yeah. Even if it was the length of time I had to talk to a customer yeah. and educate them on what I was doing different, which is mm-hmm. the biggest uphill battle for the first year and a half. So what did that look like then for the transition? Were there a lot of people asking questions like, you know, what were the questions they were asking? What was that? Sure. Trans- how did you, how did you make that transition? Well, I think one of my natural abilities is to connect to people. So I always realized depending on how, like when someone would come in and I'd introduce myself, hi, welcome to Hogies. They're like, what's happening? I said, well, I'm the new owner. Yep. The previous owners had to retire and they asked me to take over. And so they wanted to always keep it a sandwich shop. And I got excited. I mean, what yeah. could you, what can't you do with a sandwich? Yeah. Right. I mean, they're savory, sweet. They're just craziness. Mm-hmm. And I had to explain it. And they're like, well, well, what's different? And they get kind of defensive and I don't blame them. Again, I'm a stranger in a strange land. Yeah. I'm not even used to have the Minot people and yeah. a smaller community. I come from a place of millions of people. So I realized I had to take a step back and say, okay, let me explain to people and give them the time they need to understand and let them taste what I do different. Yeah. So I would, I showed them, I said, you know, some of the stuff was already prepackaged. Some of the stuff is sliced. Let me show you what makes me different, mm-hmm. including my bread. And that was a big key part is that they were like, is it going to be soft? Is it going to be this? And they were worried. Yeah. Well, and, I suppose they want the same thing, like kind of like how people go to Subway and they have the same exact order they get every time. Yeah. If it was to switch on them the day after. Yeah. So were people going to Blimpies, they knew what they got every time and then you yes. had to kind of change it. And so their- that was a very smart thing that I did. I, I consciously decided to look at their whole menu. And I didn't know what Blimpies was, by the way. And, mm-hmm. and the funny thing I have to tell you, side note, the the, the, the business on the side, the yep. closet connection. Yep. I frequented that place at least 17 times in the first year. Didn't even notice the Blimpies. Yeah. Like it wasn't even on my radar. It's blinded. Yeah. So, so I had no idea. I knew they were a big company, but I didn't know who they were. So the funny thing is I took their menu and I said, what sells? And I sat down with the previous owner and said, what is the most, what are the most top sellers? Let yeah. me understand. Because I know if I can keep those on my menu and make those important, yeah. but then also bring new things because that's what I was looking to Start do. Start to implement your own stuff. Yeah, because I wanted to bring things I never tried. Again, yeah. I love food and I want to be able to relate new things to new people. And I assume that you being from Miami could bring some of that Miami- Flair. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, flair is a good word for it. So bring the stuff that, you know, we necessarily might not have here in Minot and say, okay, let's introduce this to the Minot community. Correct. Did you, so did you see a lot of that then? I did. I did. And, and I think one of the things that I realized is that um, I needed to create a brand around something. Cause remember I'm not from here, Yeah. but I want to tell you a quick little fun thing. I tell everybody I'm from Miami and they call it the magic city. 
And I didn't realize that when I moved here, this was called the magic city. But I like to tell people I came from one magic city to another, but this is where my dreams came true. So I said to my husband, I said, I need to create something that's going to be be something that's going to make sense and unique here. Yeah. Cause I'm not just a sub shop. Mm-hmm. So I said, why don't I educate myself and also celebrate at the same time, what makes this magic city magic? Yeah. So I went and I did research. I took pictures. I have, I found all these different things to put in my shop because I had no focus. So that's why my name like is interior called magic. design. Yeah. Like okay. I, I brought everything. Like we would, we would go to like trade shows or anything. We'd find something unique. Like we have a Ludafisk little poster we'd put up there. It was okay. crazy. Like eat the Ludafisk thing. Yep. You know, it looked like the Obama poster back in the day. And I said, Hey, that's cool too. So we started literally like bringing it out. So then I started naming my sandwiches okay. around things like the old main, which is like either it could be main street or like the old main building at MSU, yep. the Bakken, which you obviously know what that means, means the big yep. beaver. Now this one is the funny one. People laugh because they're like, Oh my God, I don't want to say it, yep. but it really has to do with MSU beavers. Yeah. It's huge. It's like all three meats. Yeah. So the reason I say this is because when I started my menu, I had only 29 sandwiches. Okay. I ended up at the top of my menu with 60. Ooh. And the reason I did that, you were asking about bringing Miami flair. I got to realize if I don't let people try these things, they're never going to know. So I started creating a specials board of the week. Okay. And then I would start asking my customers, what do you want to see? What yeah. do you like? And I had people from the military. Like, we'll get it for you. Yeah. Everywhere. And the thing is, I didn't realize how um, worldly a lot of people who were oh, yeah. here had that. So they were willing to try stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where a lot of like the Cuban and all these other things that I have that created like a great, a great buzz started through my yeah. um, specials. So going back into, you said you're trying to bring some flair from the magic city. You went from opened as magic city hoagies. I know you have something to bring up about some logo stuff. Did you start with, you know, how did you go from the logo you have you, or you started with to the logo you have now? Okay. So this is the other part is that with the education and this is about entertaining education and um, just to really make clear what I was. And I think some people didn't know what a hoagie is. Cause you know, a sandwich is a sandwich, but if you take like a grinder, uh, a blimp, blimpy, they call it. That's why blimpies is blimpies, things like that. They're in different regions. Mm -hmm. So I needed to really explain people what it was. So my original logo was just magic city hoagies. And then I realized I said, I need to put a sandwich so I basically made a sandwich. We cartoonized it yep. and we put it in between the magic city and hoagie. So it was like an actual, so okay. if I wore a t-shirt, you knew it was a sandwich, not just like what the hell's a hoagie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was a great thing. And also people like seeing food. Yeah. So that was my, my second. So I had two different versions, mm-hmm. not until last year, I was already in the idea of re refreshing my logo. Okay. I want to be a little bit more modern and young. And I wanted to really create what my sandwich looked like. Yeah. So I have a local artist who I uh, collaborate with and I, she took a lot of my, you know, questions, comments, concerns into consideration. And it took a long time to do this, but, um, it worked, it came yeah. out really cool. And so we launched this new logo. I was going to start in January and, but I was like, it's kind of funny. You take something that people recognize and you're worried about changing it. Yep. So, Let me give you an idea. I'll show you a quick picture. So the idea is this was the old logo. It looks very vintage now when you see it, which I love it. So it's like, okay, so there's a real photo of the sandwich. Yes, this was actually a real sandwich. My husband ate, there's five meats in there. (laughs) I cartoonized it. Okay. And then this is my new logo. But see the cool thing about this, this is what makes us different. You see this little color on top? That's a meat wrap. That's what we're actually known for. We make a sandwich so unique that if we deliver it, it doesn't fall apart. And if you have it, it doesn't make your bread soggy. Yeah. This is what makes us unique. But I also cool. wanted to bring some life to it because the city and, you know, we don't have big city buildings downtown. But, yeah, <laughs> but that looks like, so I'm going to take a shot of this yeah. after the podcast and we'll throw it up on screen to really yeah. make sure people see it. But 
the the newer logo looks like you know with the time how the times are right now you could tell the older one almost feels like you know kind of when i was growing up like Vintage. a lot of a lot of logos were like yeah. that where the new one is really on brand with where things are going i think which is which is super cool which is weird because i never brought miami myself my personality into it yeah until I started developing this logo. I was mm -hmm. like, I need to bring a piece of me now. I want yeah. to feel like it's me. I'm a, look, I'm, I'm a big advocate of business in general, but I'm not all about, oh, I'm women owned or this owned. I'm not. Yeah. But being with my certain tastes and flair, I wanted to bring my vibe of who I am and where I came from. Yeah. That's what embodied this now. And so I felt very good about it. Yeah. Which I, th I love that logo, honestly. Like Thank that's, you. that's pretty sweet. And I think the, you know, the artists you're working with did a really good job on that. Uh, as far as going into this business. So when you did it, did you take over the business by yourself? Did you have a partner? You know, were you kind of wearing all the hats in the beginning? I want to talk about business yeah. startup as a, you know, either a single owner or if you had a partner. So like I said, in the beginning, I started writing a business plan previous to me moving here. Yep. And I kind of just dusted it off the shelf, took about a week, did some research and redid it. And then I went to go shop around about a loan because, you know, I need to get a loan. Yep. Well, I went to the SBA. I went to like a, a um, community bank and they're like, well, it's going to take 90 days. And I'm like, I don't have 90 days. Yeah. So I told the owner and he's like, look, come with me. He walked me into his bank and he's like, he tells me his banker. He's like, this is who I want to buy my business. This is your, all my numbers. Here's your business plan. Make it happen. Yeah. And in literally in 60 days it happened. And I still have the same banker today. That's and awesome. I, and I, and, and I've used him several times for other business endeavors mm -hmm. and he's been phenomenal. And I'm very grateful to have worked with him this long. But the other thing is wearing the many hats. I did have to have at least a seed investment. Okay. So I had about a $10,000 investment from my mom yep. who let me borrow some money and get it started. Yeah. Cause when I moved here, I had nothing. Me and my husband, mm -hmm. we literally, we feel like frontier people. We sold both our cars. Yep. We had a little two year old, almost three year old girl. We had nothing. He came here with a hope and a dream. My yeah. husband had a job already lined up and it was not oil and it was not military. Okay. So this kind of <clears throat> fell in our lap. So we didn't really have a lot of savings. Yeah. But my mom believed me enough. So that was the part. But then when I started the business, yes, I wore all the hats. Yeah. And that was interesting because was I difficult? think, well, I think I'm the kind of person where I'm always thinking mm -hmm. that I always had something in my head. Like if I'm making your sandwich, I'm already thinking about something else somewhere else. Yeah. So I am a multi-mental tasker, but mm -hmm. doing, I can't do. Yeah. I'm not that person. Okay. So that's one thing that's becoming a reoccurring theme on the show is that a lot of people get either, you know, a little jumpstart from their family, whether it be financially or just someone in their family helping them start things. Correct. Why do you think it's important to have that circle, that relationship with people that can help you instead of just going at it alone? Well, the thing is, is that you have to, this is what I find. I think businesses need to find the reason why they start first. My, my reason was to connect to the community. I felt like it was very hard for me to understand the community and my way in my vehicle was food. And I knew that if I had a reason or I had my why, I can, I know I can make something happen. I, I, even when I went to, I had to like do a whole presentation in front of the source basin planning council. Okay. And I literally don't even know. I can't tell you. I had like a whole resume of why I knew I was going to make it, but I just knew it. I had, I just believed in myself enough. Yeah. But the reason I'm saying that is that some people who start businesses don't believe hundred percent in themselves. So if you need a family member to help back your dream, yeah. you need that support so you can get to that next level because it can't always be about you. You need to keep filling your own bucket. Yeah. But if someone else is like filling your bucket to give you that energy and to give you that faith and like, yes, I believe in you keep going. Even when times get tough, if you're wearing mm -hmm. all the hats, that is when that's why that's important. Yeah. Cause that's what I was going to ask you. It's, you know, 
I know when I started, I had some blind confidence going in thinking Mm -hmm. I'm the greatest person ever. But then you start to realize, okay, there's, it's difficult and you got to navigate things. But people that are starting business, that's what I was going to ask you. If there was any advice, like how do you navigate feeling afraid or nervous to start a business? It took me a long time because I knew I always wanted to start a business. I didn't always see myself as a business owner. So when I would read things about business owners or celebration successes, and I'm talking years back, like I'm talking years back before I moved here. It's like, wow, how do they do that? Who do they have? Who do they know? Like you start feeling like, oh my gosh, how come I don't know those people? How could I do? You start feeling, you know, and I'm not like an edgy, uneducated person. I'm just like, I don't know who to ask, you know? And they say, go to score, go here, do. And you're like, and you go there and you're like, do you have this, this, this? And you're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you're like, like you're in headlights. So this is the crazy thing is that I think that if you are meant to go into business at the moment you're re- trying it, yep. I think things are going to line up for you in the world to help mm-hmm. you at that moment. And when you learn to ask for help, which is oh, not yeah. a weakness, and I tell it to everybody, including my 12-year-old daughter, yep. it is most sign of strength because when people realize you need help and support, they're going to rally around you and yeah. they're going to also look for other people to maybe help you. And that's something when I went into business, I always thought to myself, I have to do this alone. I don't want to ask for help. That's like, I saw it as a sign of weakness, but once you realize that you can ask people for help, and I know Adam Dice, who's helping out the podcast today, but he really kind of jumpstarted my video. I asked him a ton of questions. I didn't, he had been doing it longer than me. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. How do Mm -hmm. I do this? Just asking people for help. And even business wise, I have an uncle that runs a business and just asking him, what do you think here? It's really not a weakness asking. You have you know, to, because if there are people who have done it before or people are, you know, you know that they have something you need in yeah. the sense of like their, their strength and you don't have that. Yeah. That's important. You have to know who to go to and go to the right people too. And just keep asking until you get the right answer. Yeah. And that's another thing that, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I always tell myself, and this is some, when you, when you were talking about, you know, figuring out if it's going to work, really Mm -hmm. trusting yourself. I always say if your back's against the wall, the only option is really to succeed. You're going to figure it out Mm -hmm. because if not, then, you know, you can always go back and get another job, but there's always a way to figure things out and make things work. And most of the time, in my experience, it's going to line up. Even if you're nervous or worried or, you know, you don't think something's going to work out the day next day, you'll get an opportunity that's like, oh, wow, everything's fine. So, you know, it's really just taking one step every single day and, uh, you know, going after it. So as far as I asked you that question already, um, how do you, <clears throat> geez, I don't know if I got something in my throat here or what? So got a ghost. Yeah. So, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, so Magic City Hoagies, what was the transition like into your next business endeavor? Okay. So that was actually during the pandemic, but right before the pandemic in 19, um, I was going to a business late at night and I saw that there was a building that was going out of business and it was my new location now for my other business. But I said, Oh my God. And this is funny about this. Let me tell you why I'm talking about the universe a lot. When I first moved here and I walked downtown for the first time, cause we were living downtown at the yep. apartments on main across the street from the hospital, you okay. know, emergency yep. in our bedroom window it was crazy. Yep. I remember seeing this building and it literally stopped me. And I said, Oh my God, that building's beautiful. Like yeah. I felt this building. Yeah. And I don't know if it's cause I love architecture in Miami. It's called mm-hmm. mid-century modern style. And, um, I was like, wow, that's beautiful. I don't know. You know, like when you have a moment for some reason and it just kind of clicks. And, and, yeah. It clicks. But then, you know, you, your life goes on. So when I stopped at the stop sign and I looked across the street and I saw that building, it said going out of business, I called my realtor right away. And I said, mm-hmm. 
what is the monthly rent on that building? I didn't even know what to do. Yeah. I just wanted to do that building. I don't know why. Yeah. And so I said to myself, I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but if this works, this works. Yeah. So she calls me back the next day and she's like, well, it's actually not for rent. It's for sale. I go, oh, that's even better. Like December. Yeah. I'm finally like, this is crazy. What do you mean? She's like, well, we'll get you in touch with the owner. We'll do, we'll do the thing and whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. But you know, it's winter time. It's Christmas. It's mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I have kids. I have too much going on. Yeah. And I just had a baby that year. Okay. So it's like, he was like not even six months yet. So I couldn't get on my, let's get it straight shit together. Yep. I couldn't get it together at the end of the year. It's the end, I just couldn't. So January rolls around and I'm like, okay, well, let's start working on this. And we start kind of talking about negotiating it. And then February. And then I finally got like to the point where I told my husband, I'm like, I need to find childcare for my, my little guy. Yeah. I, he, he's been seven months now. And I'm like, he needs more stimulation. And I yeah. knew I needed to get back to work. Yeah. So, you know, rolling around and putting all my stuff together, trying to get it together. And she wanted to get it done last year. And I get that, but okay. we couldn't get it done. Yeah. So then pandemic hits. And I literally told my realtor, I'm like, look, I said, I can't work on this right now. I have to take care of what's going on yeah. at my business. And so I said, I don't want to say I know, but if look, I'm going to be honest. And I told this to her, I said, if this building or if this situation is meant to be, it's going to happen, but yeah. I'm not going to sit here and push for something that I, I can't physically capable do right of doing. Yeah. 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 Like I believe in that. And you have to, that's the blind faith that I think you have to trust because if it is meant to be in your world, it's going to show up no yeah. matter what, maybe not when you want it, yeah. but it will be there. So she was freaking out and I'm like, she's thinking me, you know, whatever. And I'm fine. Like whatever. And I took care of the pandemic. I had to be there. And then next thing I know, I was like, you know, I finally made a quick decision. I said, I can't make this work. I can't just buy the building outright. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I said, if she wants to rent me the space for about a year, because I don't know what's going on right now, yeah. I'll do that with an option to buy. Fabulous. But right mm -hmm. now I can't get, I couldn't even get my freaking banker in the office. Cause you know what happened with all oh, the yeah. loans. Oh yeah. So I'm like, there's no way it's not going to work. Yeah. I'm getting ghost goosebumps thinking yeah. about this because this is really what happened. And then next, next day she called you because you're not going to believe what she said. I said, what? I remember seeing my kitchen. She called me on a Saturday. Like, I'm going to give and it I'm watching you. PBS food, you know, and I'm starting stuff in the morning. And she's like, are you ready to hear what she said? I said, what? She goes, well, she's going to give you 12 months rent and the 13th month to, to option to buy. You'll be the first refuse first or to refuse yeah. or decline or whatever. Like, yeah. and I'm like, what? You're like, let's go. I was like, that's all I wanted. I felt like yeah. that was what I really wanted, but yeah. I didn't know how to say it outright because obviously she wanted to get rid of it. And I don't yeah. want to change or gum up the works for her, but you know what? When you really feel what you want and you believe in it and that's what you want, you let it go. You don't hold on to it. It's yeah. going to come to you. Well, good negotiating tactic where you can just say, but, nope, the, but, but no, look at it this way. COVID is really what happened yeah. that helped me have the leverage to do that. Because at the time you got to take all the things into consideration. It wasn't feasible for me to jump into that. Yeah. Well, no COVID one's going to hand me money in a bank, like right now anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone would have given anybody money. Yeah. You know? Before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Midco. Is your business moving up and to the right? Put Midco's business technology to work for you so you never have a slow day at the office. From premium internet and phone plans to custom private networking and advertising, they have a solution for every type of business, large or small. Get paired with an account representative to create your suite of services and make the switch with ease with dedicated business client fulfillment and support teams. No data caps, flexible contracts with month-to-month -month or long-term options, built-in DDoS protection, and more. Explore services and request a free consultation at midco.com slash business today. I'm an avid Midco user. I have their best internet service. I have to transfer a lot of files to the cloud and honestly, it helps me a ton. So I've never had a problem with Midco. If you're looking to, uh, if you're looking to get some internet services or any of the other services uh, listed there, 
Go to midco.com slash business. Check it out. Um, but thank you, Midco, for sponsoring today's episode. Christine, let's get back into some of the questions. So what was the transition like once you heard that news? Hey, we'll rent you for 12 months. And then 13th month, you have the option. When I tell you, like, I felt like a ton of bricks hit me. It was insane. I, I looked at my husband. I said, oh, my gosh, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. I'm like, so you're a little nervous. I, I, I didn't even know what I was going to put in there. Yeah. Like to this point, like I was like, what? So it was our anniversary in June and we knew we were going to move forward in like early part of June. So okay. I didn't start the lease until July. Okay. So we took a trip and uh, I know it wasn't the ideal time because of COVID, but COVID wasn't like where we went was not really like, we were in an isolated area. So we ended up like staying way, way off the beaten track. Mm-hmm. And I finally, I don't know. I came back after that. So when you went, you didn't have the idea for Magic City Suites no, yet? No, had no clue. Okay. So I come back and I'm like freaking out and I- I don't know. I'm kind of like to the point where it's like, if you really know who I am, I'm not into sweets. Like, mm-hmm. that's not my thing. Give me savory all day long yep. and I'll be happy girl. So I remember going to bed one night and I, I have very vivid dreams. I always have dreams and I always believe in like there's signs. And I woke up one night in the middle of the night, like three in the morning. And I woke up my husband. And I said, honey, we're putting an ice cream shop in there. He's like, what? I said, don't worry about it. And we'll I just went to bed. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, I have no idea. Like, it came to me. Like, it yeah. just woke me up. Like, and I think that's like the thing is that as a business owner, I've learned over the years when you wake up and you can't sleep, it's not because you're hungover or whatever. Yeah. But if there's reasons you're waking up at night, it's because your inner conscious is telling you there's something you need to work on yeah. right now. Like, yeah. you write it down and then go back to bed. But that is how I get a lot of like my understanding of life yeah. because that's what tells me the truth. Like, I feel like you, you, you can't hide it in the yeah. middle of the night. So I wake up and the next day he's like, wait, did you wake me up last night? And I'm like, honey, we're gonna have an ice cream shop. Like, yeah, ice cream shop. Didn't you? Don't you remember? He's like, no way. I said, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. And so I started thinking about what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna bring to Minot that Minot doesn't have yet? Yeah. Because I think the only things we had right now were like, um, down the street was Pride Dairy at the Putt District in the basement, and not a lot of people knew about that, but I knew. Okay. Because we just had our. our I, don't, I think I'm just learning about that right, right now. now. Yeah. But see, I've known about that for years because that's where we had our, our our company Christmas party. Okay. We, we rented the whole bottom, and they got free ice cream with the pizza and gotcha. the drinks and stuff. It was okay. fun. But a lot of people don't know, so I knew that was there. And then um, I think it was like what Cold Stone in the mall. This was, they were still in the mall at the time. Oh yeah, they weren't where and Dairy jewelry, Queen, yeah. which is drive through. So yeah. I'm like, they don't really have hard scooped ice cream. Yeah. So I started doing my research and I started thinking, okay, what am I going to bring? So I found these fabulous cones from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. This woman, her name's Christine too. She just that's her passion. So these gourmet waffle cones actually have flavor and they're beautiful. They're colors. I and love a good waffle cone. Like like a lavender to like an orange creamsicle to like a. a gingerbread. Yeah. Like who doesn't want that? And their colors like black midnight vanilla. Really? Like, how cool is that? Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. You look good with one right now. You're, you know, you're a cap. <laughs> yep, I, I could probably do so that. So I started thinking that and then I started doing research and I wanted to bring Pride Dairy. That was my original focus. But I said, you know what? I want to really give people a value because yeah. this is what I learned in COVID. If you're not getting value and you're not getting people an experience, once we do reopen, like as a wow factor, yep. it's going to bring hard. It's going to be hard to bring people back in yeah. or even come to a new business. Yeah. So I said, I want to be wow. And that's kind of why I ended up going with a company out of Wisconsin called Cedar Crest. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's a family owned business, but their ice cream is phenomenal. Like, like loaded with stuff. So that's what it is. And that's what I ended up doing. So during COVID, I was working on the business for four months. So then did you launch right kind of when the restrictions got lifted a little bit or what did the opening process? No, actually, let me back up. And Hoagies, I didn't open until a month later anyway. Okay. I didn't feel comfortable because I didn't have all of the, you know, protocols in place where I felt 
confident enough to say, I, I have all the safety cues yeah. for people in my shop now again, mm-hmm. versus like people just picking up and going is one thing. Yeah. But when you start having traffic again, yeah. you have to start having protocols. I So that's actually, I, I did a post and I said, guys, I'm not ready for the next month, but we'll be open at the end of May. Yeah. So there was that. And then I opened October 31st. Okay. This one. So I, it's been a while. Okay. Um, gotcha. But when I tell you the response was phenomenal and I did quite a few, I did a little bit of like a VIP um, special guest invite, mm-hmm. you know, closed doors. I invited a lot of the people in the community first, like more yeah. like people who have businesses or people who are business leaders. And I wanted them to try it yeah. and get their feel for it and tell me what their See feedback what, was. Yeah. So we did like a little like test run. Oh my gosh, it was fabulous. People couldn't believe like when they walked in and like, this place is so cool. So we going like, back, I want to go back a little bit to Obviously, Magic City Hoagies was up by the mall. Yeah. When you got this, when you started renting this place, did you move both downtown? No, 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 no. So Hoagies has always been at the mall. Hoagies is always was always going to stay at the mall. And that was my whole intention. Yeah. Um, and the building has been for sale since 2016. And okay. believe me, that was a freak out moment for me because I was like, oh my God, I got to leave. But yet it, I was on month to month for years. Yeah. And, and that was This normal. is the one at the mall. Yes. Okay. And that was normal. So- I was so excited to hear the year of COVID in August. By September, I had new owners. I said, wow, cool. I can finally negotiate a lease yeah. and I can do what I want to do. Cause that's what I, I, I never planned to like not have that place. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I just didn't. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, but they were like, look, we need to redo the building a little bit. So we're not look, doing anything yet. Like we need to do some estimates. And I figured that was normal business practices. Yep. So, you know, I didn't do anything about that until like March this year. Um, I was working with a gentleman called the leasing coach and he helped me negotiate the lease agreement slash business contract for the building okay. at suites, which is what I did last year. I bought that building. Gotcha. Officially, by the way. Mm-hmm. So that was when that came up for That's purchase. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Congrats. So I actually own a commercial building, which is crazy, but yes, thank you. And it's that building yeah. downtown. So when I said, let's go to Hoagies and let's start negotiating this contract. Cause yeah. I've been like, you know, I need, I need to get this set because I don't want to have to worry about this is lingering mm-hmm. out there. I don't even know what to tell you, but I think a lot of um, things sometimes fall in your lap when you don't see the signs too, when you're busy yep. with other things, which is what happened to me, honestly. Yep. Um, I think the signs were there, but I just didn't want to see them or I didn't recognize things that like, I think would have happened normally like in a big city, but I guess in a small city, you don't think things like this happen. Yep. And so I'm not poo-pooing anybody. I'm not bad mouthing anybody, but I get to be honest, like the way everything was handled was very non-professional and mm-hmm. not okay. But we got handed a 30 day notice, just like everyone else, unfortunately. And it was kind of blindsiding everyone. Okay. We all had the intention. We were going to be staying there. Yeah. yeah that's what they the kept building. giving us the, 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 the like, it's okay. Well, yes. And I think that's inappropriate, especially during the time of what we just been through for two years, the yeah. pandemic. So when I literally, like that was, when I tell you the scariest thing of my life, I thought COVID was bad. Yeah. And, um, you're like, wow, we're getting kicked out. No, it, it wasn't even that. Do you know what really the first thing thought in my head was my employees thinking that they don't have jobs. Okay. The second thing was, oh my gosh, all my customers are going to think like I'm insane. Like I just did a little remodel. I just spent some money, I invested. I did a little update. So I think to myself, you know, with all of that energy and work, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. So I got lucky enough that I had this building and I had space Mm -hmm. in the back. So when I tell you in the two weeks, I had to literally have it built out moved over and then opened because first district health unit had to like sign off on it. Yep. The pressure, I can't even tell you what I felt. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't put that on anybody. Yeah. It's bad. But that's what, you know, if you are the business owner, those are things you have to go through sometimes. But it's not, it's not even like that kind of stuff. Like it was like 
I can't even begin to tell you. Okay. Like, but the thing is, what I will say is I don't think God is going to give me something I can't handle because mm-hmm. two years prior, I built out that area. Yep. So when I, when I, the importance of having important people on your speed dial that you can trust yep. your team in your corner. And I told them they all helped me and dropped everything to help me because they knew how important that was. Which is awesome. Which is important as a business, a business owner tactic. You have to have yeah. every kind of person in your corner, not all the time, but just someone on your speed dial. So if you can call them, if they can't work with you, they have someone else to yeah. send you to. So for someone that's thinking about, you know, maybe they have a business, the business six, the, wow, tongue twister. The business <laughs> is successful. That's so many S's. The business is successful and they're looking, okay, let's go into, maybe I want to branch out into this other thing. What would be your advice to those people that are starting something else? Maybe it's in a similar uh, niche like you went into, but what would be your advice to those people? The first thing is to definitely look at what you currently have and make sure you have your internal team that are prepared so you could step away to do that work. Because being the owner, you never stop working. And that's the one thing I have to tell people. I've been an employee up until I became a business owner. There was no difference. Like I was everyone else. However, the the hat changes, the mindset changes. So Mm -hmm. you don't ever turn off your business. And so when people say, oh, you could do whatever you want. You make all this money, you go on vacation. No, it's not like that. Those like, sounds like that sounds like what, what it is. Yeah, I'm working eighty five hours a week. Yeah, but you're but I'm always working. Like I said, I yeah. wake up in the middle of the night and I have ideas that pop up, or I say, "Oh my god, did I pay that invoice? Or did I do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know." And and then everyone keeps coming to you for things. You know, it's a seasonal thing. So oh, yeah. then you know you have different things like just different things come up. So the reason I say all that is because if the people who you surround yourself in your first business don't believe in you as a leader and they don't step up and do the work. If you step that way, you have to think about it this way first. If you could step away from your business for a month and not have to worry about it running itself, yep. then you can consider maybe branching off. If okay. you cannot even do that as a test, yeah. then don't even try to do a second business mm-hmm. period. So you want to get to a point where the business is self-sustaining enough. I'm struggling with my S's today. Self-sustaining enough to operate on its own before you go Absolutely. into this other venture. And, and, and I'm not talking about money-wise. I'm talking about all the moving parts to keep your business like yep. successfully consistent with all of the areas that need to be happening. Okay. So you can keep going because basically you're like a silent owner then. If you can put yourself as that background person, not that you want to be that, but if yep. you can step away that way first and you can do it successfully at different parts of the year, yep. I would test that out first before you decide to go to a second venture. Because yep. this is what will happen if you don't. You're going to spread yourself so thin. And especially if it's in the area you're not familiar with. Your hair's going to fall out. <laughs> no, you're not going to be able to come back to your other business and take care of it because you won't be there to show up for it. Yeah. Because you're already stressed over here. You know what I mean? You, you, yeah. you, so you the tap new one, out. So they're both going to They're fail. both going to fail then. So it's almost like building a foundation. Make sure your foundation, your first one is really good, mm-hmm. well-oiled. And yes, and the problem is businesses are problem solvers. That's what you have to be. Yep. So make sure you get those solutions or you have a plan B, plan C, if something does happen when you're not there. Yeah. So why do you think it's important to create a good experience in the food and beverage industry when people walk in the door? I like to- Whether it be- I like, I know what you mean. I like to call it this way. I feel like I'm a food diplomat. Okay. Okay, or ambassador. I feel like I can be dropped in any country in the world. And the only thing that will connect us is either love, death, and food. There it is. Okay. Yeah. There's people who don't have children. There's Mm -hmm. people who've never been to school. There's people who, you know- just don't know what hygiene is, but those are things that are important. Those three oh, yeah. elements in life. So if you can understand that it's a basic need, 
but then you could take that basic need and make it fun and elevate it and get them excited to like want to desire something that's just a basic need. Cause there's people I talk to every day. They just want basic chicken and spinach on a wrap and that's it. And they don't want, yep. they don't care if it's hot, spicy. Yep. They're like sustenance. I Get keep it trying put to, it in. you know, for me, getting that guy to try something new is so hard, but that's so exciting to me because I can yeah. challenge myself and see if they'll even like change it yeah. a little bit. So to me, if I can do something like that to me- keep working on that person, yep. that person might surprise himself because they might be like, wow, okay, maybe that is better than just yeah. eating to go in for fuel. You yeah. know, there's people who think that way or there's people who like love food. They adore it and they have to like oh, yeah. everything. It's it's like, it's, it's like a luxury. It's almost, you know? yeah. So, so you got to take both of those sides and say, how do I meld the whole thing where you can affect as many people as possible, but without overdoing it where you feel like you're being fake. I'm always about being okay. authentic. Yeah. So passion leads my purposes and yeah. my purpose is to make you happy and sustain you with food. But mm-hmm. also I want to show you how exciting it can be. But at the same time, you have to know how to read your customers too and pull back if they're not the kind of person who's interested in that. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's, that's now where we're at, especially post COVID people, since prices are going up, people don't want to just go out and buy food. No. They just don't. They'd rather yeah. stay home. Even if they don't know how to cook it, they'll microwave everything. Well, that's why DoorDash and Grubhub and all There's these other that, places. Yeah. But I'm talking people will even go to Walmart and buy cheap food. Like they'll, they'll oh, stock yeah. their house for $100 for the month. And yet they don't even care if it's good or bad, but they know they're yeah. not spending money. But if they're going to spend money, it's not just for a special occasion anymore. They want to know the reason why they're going to save that money yep. to spend it with you, not with them. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and people I feel like are more cautious with their dollars, whether now, now they're being very aware of their budgets. Yes. And Uh, I think that's smart. I think it's a good lesson. Unfortunately, we were forced into this situation, but now it pulls people back and says, what's important now, which is good. And businesses have to pivot too. you know, the people are tighter with their money. They can't just throw it at you. So how are you going to make sure that they're spending it with you instead of, you know, Sue over there across the street? Correct. So you talked about brands, plural in the beginning of this episode, Mm -hmm. where are you looking to move now? Okay. Like what's, what's, so where is my, where's my big, my big vision? Okay. Yes. Or what do you, what are some new things you've been working on that kind of stuff? Okay. So, um, a couple years ago, it was actually a 2021. I went into a seven month long SBA program. It was a called emerge leaders. Uh, it was a very nice program. I was very grateful to be able to be accepted. There's only 20 participants for this whole state. Okay. And, um, they make you look at your next three year plan. That's yep. what the basic gist of it is. Mm-hmm. What we got to connect with business owners all across North Dakota it was all virtual, really weird. I got into that realm. So yep. I understand the online learning now, which is cool. Um, I did a great job with that. And it was, it was a really good way for me to put down in a concrete form. Cause I haven't had thought about that because you, you got to think about it this way. I'm not a five-year business anymore. Yeah. You know, you have different steps in your business. Your first two years, you're trying to just stay afloat. Stay alive, yep. And then the next few years, if you're still relevant or around, oh my God, I hit that five-year mark. But now I'm not, am I really small anymore? Yeah. And then you have to keep going, what am I, what's my future? And I never really gave thought to that at the yep. time. Um, you know, with all the times I go to food shows and I go to conferences and I do things because you always have to be in the game. Yep. I never really thought about it until last year because last year was an amazing year for me. Besides being in that class that made me write that out and I had to, you know, drill down on some of the things I wanted to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was part of a pitch contest, a global pitch contest. In, okay. uh, it was called the Fast Casual Executive Summit. Um, five, was it five minute pitch or something? Okay. Um, so what, why is your brand the next upcoming? I mm-hmm. got second just to let you know. Congratulations. Yeah, was, thank you. That's awesome. But that was a really big step into me reassessing the class. Yep. The final plan, because that was in October that happened. My, my class was over in November. Okay. 
I'll be honest. I look at my plan now and there's some things I wanted to do that can't be done yep. because of things that happened to me this year. Okay. But see, this is the thing about pivoting. You have to always kind of reassess where's your business make the most sense and where do you want where to do you be want to go? in the next yeah. five years? So some of the things I worked on, this isn't exactly the main thing, but I'm going to show you something Okay. that this fall, well, this season we have, look at this, the new hot sauces. Look at this, people. this one's super hot, by the way. Oof. I've let some people test that. They didn't believe me how hot that was. Well, yeah, I was talking to Adam before uh, they we started recording hall. and it's, ooh, yeah. I mean, I've, so I was just telling Adam actually before we started recording that, um, I have a hot, one of my clients, Big Deck Barbecue in Fargo mm-hmm. makes hot sauce and I tried it and I was like, tears were coming out of my eyes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah hot sauce. I mean, I put hot sauce on literally everything. I do so too. this is exciting. Yeah. So this is, this is my second idea. The first idea was my sauces I've been creating at my shop for years already. Which okay. If you've been there and you got the beast or you yep. get the horseradish mayo or you get your garlic mm-hmm. aioli, those are the ones I was working on with the class. Yep. However, unfortunately the problem is that because stuff was so backed up since COVID, the person who I had to help me produce it, and I want to be authentic as possible, yep. um, should we had to put in the back burner until next okay. year. Yep. So this is what I decided to do first. So this is my first launching into a actual product Which that you can take sweet. home, ship. So is it, this, is the, this is the first retail. <laughs> this is the first item. time I'm even. This is this is I'm dropping it right now, man. This is the first time it's hit. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> well, and hey, yeah. if you guys are watching, if you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple. Go well. I, you, you can watch it on Spotify, but go actually watch the video. We got shots of the actual hot sauce uh, up here. Yeah. What, what even flavors you got here? So, Cajun. Uh, yeah, we have Cajun, cayenne, cayenne, habanero, and then this is extreme. This one oh. is so freaking hot. If you look, the one Oof. I love about this, there's flames coming off the buildings. Yep. That, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, and that one's uh, that's like if you like the ghost pepper guys at my shop, that's the one yeah. you're gonna want to hook up with. Oof. I have a buddy that every time we go like to Buffalo Wild Wings and he gets wings, he gets like the hottest. Yeah, me too. And he's just sitting there. Eating them fine. I've and been in a chicken wing contest I at just, the fair, and I'm going to tell you. I touch all my finger. I touch my finger on it, put it on my tongue, and I'm like, I run into the bathroom after I, that. I feel you. A lot of people are like that. But but, but so let me finish what I was going to say. So there's this, and then the other thing that um, I did besides the sweet shop, which is still there, um, we're going to probably do some delivery this fall, winter. So you know, people do eat ice cream in the winter. Yep. I found out. I think that's just strange i guess in my mind but uh, it's normal yep. especially if you're cozy in your house you want ice oh, yeah. cream sit by a fire there you go yep. that's a beautiful visual mm-hmm. um but the other thing i started gravitating towards is that throughout the years i didn't realize how many people in this business community looked up to me i don't know i don't i'm not trying to like pat yeah. myself on the shoulder here but people reach out to me all the time new businesses other people or i just go to try their stuff and i'm excited and i'm like mm-hmm. oh my gosh and they reach out to me yeah um I think it was kind of like a natural kind of pull for me to do this, but I started, I started putting together a kind of coaching business. Okay. Um, right now, currently I'm not offering it in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because I can't handle people that I already have that I'm working with locally, yep. but I want to do it virtual. It, mm-hmm. it, it utilizes my time better. Yeah. And I think they can get more out of it because it's a different type of dynamic. They're, they're not in person. Yeah. And I really liked that format, especially when I took that class last year. I thought mm-hmm. it was really successful which because cool. you can share a lot and get a lot done and 100%. you don't need to be in front of the person, which I always thought, how do you not learn? Yeah. If you're in front, you know, I went to the old school, went to college like that and you have to be in class. Yeah. And now yeah. everything's so digital. Like Correct. you learn, I I've taken multiple courses and classes as far as the filmmaking side of things go. And you can learn so much just through the virtual content they're putting out there. But, and even if know, I've never met these people, but the thing is, is that. Even like, and I studied stuff like this before I, I, I did this. I just still couldn't understand unless you're touching it and doing it, yeah. you know? 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of people learn differently, but I actually did well with that. Yeah. You know, as long as you're motivated and that's the big mm-hmm. part. So well, it has to be. There's that. So that's, that's a business I call restaurant success by design. And the basis for this is I'm not going to tell you all your, you know, like, let me give you all these checklists and everything. There's yeah. part of that that I could help you with, but there's other people who do that better than me. Mm-hmm. I kind of work from the heart center and I try to say, how do you create something that you believe in and make it widely successful? Yeah. So at the end of the day, you go to bed and you're happy with everything you're doing. And then the money comes. It's mm-hmm. not like throw all the money here and then make, you know, ROI, ROI. It's no, yeah. no, no. I do it differently. And I think that for me, if I can bring people back to their center and understand the why, and they start doing things not at a scare, like a scared mentality, yeah. or at a loving community-based, you know, um, helpful, there's a different, there's a different way to work on your business, especially now, especially restaurants. They yeah. Need it. And I think business you need to be more emotionally invested in, you know, instead of being so transactional, like looking at the numbers, you obviously need to pay attention to your numbers. But if you're doing things that pull on the heartstrings a little bit here and there, just doing good things for the community, Mm -hmm. doing good things for your customers because you care about them instead of, okay, that person is $13. This person that walks in, okay, they're $9. You know what I mean? So if you are looking at it from more of a, I'm trying to think of the word, I can't even think of the word, but, um, you know, just more, of the emotional base instead of the, but then think of it this way too, Easton is that because we've all got pushed onto online for Mm -hmm. everything, there has been no interaction. Yeah. And so you have to make it genuine and you have to make it connection oriented. So if you are going to try to bring people back down into your shop or bring them out off online and, you know, find just the best price only, but they want the experience, you have to make sure that you're driving people for that. Yeah. And that is what the takeaway is because if your product's consistently good, Mm-hmm. that's not the problem. It's everything else that you need to work on now. Yeah. And that's the thing that I don't think a lot of business owners think. They think, oh, if I have this beautiful like makeover and, and I have pizza and I have beer, everybody would come. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. People aren't coming to that. What makes you different? There has and to be a brand behind a it. A brand, but also what makes you different where, how do you make them feel good? Yeah. Because to me, I want to go somewhere that's going to make me feel good. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there's only so many things that can make you feel good now. Yeah. Because you know? there's a couple of businesses I've went to that I don't have a great experience and I'm like, I don't know if I'd really go back there. Yeah, the product was fine. Mm-hmm. I like the product, but it's like you have to feel a certain There's way no to want to go factor. back. Yeah, exactly. And you have to kind of be Disney. You kind of have mm-hmm. to be Apple. You kind of have to be McDonald's all wrapped in one. And the reason I yeah. say all those three brands is because those three brands got it right. Oh, yeah. They have loyal, faithful followers. And if you can do that into your own business, figure out what those parts of that recipe are, yep. you are going to be golden. That is fantastic advice. I'm going to ask you now, Mount Rushmore Business Advice, top four pieces give you four pieces and then, uh, and then we should, uh, one more question after that and then we're good to go. Yeah. So what is your Mount Rushmore of advice? Four pieces. I think you need to know who you are first before you go into business. And I'm going to say that because there are going to be experiences and situations that occur that you probably will never even imagine that could happen. And if you don't know how you're going to take it or react, and it doesn't go the way you expect because things don't go the way you expect it ever. But ever. if you really assume that, oh, it's going to be this way or it should be this way or whatever. And you're kind of not really, you're kind of like tunnel visioned of like yeah. not being open to what could potentially happen mm-hmm. and grow from that experience, then that's going to be a hard thing. So know who you are and keep working on yourself every day because it's a journey. Yeah, You need to know who you are. You're not the same. I'm not the same person as when I started Hoagies. Yeah. I'm not the same person I was two years ago, let alone now. But you got to like, grow up with it. Yeah. So you have to grow with what's happening. I think the second part is ask for help. 
help is my, the biggest thing I always say to people is that you need to know how to ask for help, who to ask for help, and then be aware of who's trying to help you. Yeah. And don't think they're just trying to get something from you, mm-hmm. but know if they are. Okay. So some people will, well, some people will, but there's some people who believe in your brand and believe in you and they, you just blow them away. And you don't even know. And they won't tell you this, Yeah. but those are the people who are your biggest like supporters and, and fans. And so if you do need help, like when I had to relocate, mm-hmm. I would call these people and they actually showed up for me and I was very grateful. Yeah. And, and, and give thank you, gratitude, definitely gratitude mm-hmm. with the help. Um, I think the third thing is reassess your business every couple of years. And I mean, I'm talking two, not three, okay. but every two years, look at your menu. Like a full, if, re- if it's like a food, full reassess. Like, yeah, look at it. Look at it. Look at your numbers from two years ago and say, okay. And then look at what offerings you have from two years ago and now what's selling, what's not selling. Yeah. Because this is the thing. If you're an independent small business, like I am, you have to keep bringing something fresh to the table. Mm -hmm. And we're not a big franchise like most companies where they got marketing budgets and they got all these other cool people who are marketing mavens to like create the new LTOs and limited time offers. Like, you know, sometimes you can't think when you're working your business. So always reassess and refresh because people want to see something new and unique and something different. Even if you have to move your furniture around as stupid as that sounds, Freshen up the color in the paint, like, change oh, some decor. Couch is over here now. You don't have to redo everything. Just give them something that they feel like it's a new place and experience. Mm-hmm. So I would say that. And my fourth thing I would say is definitely make time for yourself. This is what I'll definitely say is that I don't think I would have been successful if I didn't own my time for myself. To me, my time is more precious to me than money. And the reason I say that is because I need to look at my schedule Yep. and I schedule all of my employees at about a month in advance. I know that sounds ludicrous, mm-hmm. but when you have a lot of moving parts in your life, like I do, yep. you have to know where your openings are and where your time's for rest. Yeah. Because if you are wearing all the hats, like I do, you have to be able to research. You have to be able to market. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to taste test. You have to be able to meet with people. Do you also have to work in your business? Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of parts, but then you have a family. And then you might not have a family or you mm-hmm. might have like a, a, a love of sports. You know, there's things that people do. Things you want to do. Make sure yeah. your time is important to you, but make sure you put the boundary on that too. So use your time wisely and make it important and self-care. And that's like even getting a massage. Let me tell you, I don't do it as a luxury. I'm getting one tomorrow and it's like totally helps me. So I yeah. stay healthy. Have to. Yeah. So there you go. Those are my four. I like those four. That's awesome. I, I was thinking actually while you're saying these, maybe I should start like a playlist. Every episode we pull the Mount Rushmore pieces from every guest. And then we just say, okay. It's a great short for a pick me up because you know what? Some people forget those little mini things and they get so involved in their lives. You're like, Oh, what's going on? And they go, well, when you're so in the business, you you forget to think about those things. You're just, you know, I'm doing this. And then I got to do the next task. But you know what happens? And this is what sucks is that when you keep doing that as a business owner, especially a small business owner, you're not, no one's checking you. The world checks you. And then that's when you get sick. That's when you get like, you get, put away for a month and you can't go to, you can't, you can't get out of bed. Oh, 100%. So what I'm saying is that you have to start consciously remembering that yeah. and put in your calendar. Okay. Did I take my vitamins today? Did I do, yep. you know, reminders, they yeah. help a ton. So where can people, uh, where can people find magic city hoagies, magic city suites and all your other endeavors online? Well, I guess magic city is my main website for hoagies and, um, magic city suites is only a Facebook page right now. I haven't really evolved into a face a website, which hoagies didn't have a website for years. Yeah. It wasn't until later when I wanted to re, you know, refresh yeah. the brand and give a little uh, background. But I think those are Facebook's the best place. Um, I would definitely say that Instagram's there too. Um, 
And I think that's kind of it. And I mean, downtown, if people want to come. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm downtown. Um, you know, and also I'm part of the, you know, the downtown business association and yep. things like that. So we do events, but yeah, I would definitely say come downtown. It's like, it's getting better all the time. It's just oh, yeah. getting a whole, just the vibe is so cool. Now we have a lot of good businesses, young people, and they're just bringing back the, the place they want to like live at now. You oh, know, yeah. they're really revamping downtown, which is awesome. So if you guys haven't tried out either store, Go check it out. Christine, thank you very much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you, Easton, for today. If you guys like this episode, please leave a rating and review. That was episode 24 of the Mind Up Business Podcast. We will see you next week for episode 25.